Hello, and welcome to this episode of Political Brothers with your hosts, Chauncey and Avery. And Avery, it's interesting to see that history has been made in regards to uh, Roe versus Wade, simply that the Supreme Court has essentially stated that on a federal level, it is not constitutional, uh, that law, uh, not protected by the Constitution, the right to get an abortion, uh, but they leave it to states' rights. So, Avery, hello and welcome. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it's... I'm glad that we're covering this topic and I'll, it'll be interesting to see what we both have to say on it. Uh, it's historic. I think that's true. I don't think it's the right type of historic. I mean, Roe v. Wade has been the, has established, hasn't been an established form of precedent for about 50 years, I think. So it's historic, but it's, un, I think in my view, it's the wrong type of historic. I, I believe it's, it was an unfortunate decision that they made. Well, I mean, eh, well, because here's the, the the main thing. When 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 it first came out, everyone was how essentially it was no abortions were in the United States, and now with the clarification, when people actually listen and watch and read the rulings of the judges, it was they were simply stating that it was not applicable on as uh, being protected by the Constitution, and that it is up to the states to basically say, hey, you guys do what you want to do. If you want to get rid of abortion and outlaw it, that's that state's rights to do it. And, you know, from my perspective, I feel that if the federal government was going to make a rule such as this, then you just don't say something like that and be like, here you go. Like, because essentially the federal government is, if you want to put it in one perspective, is like an adult. And the states are the children, right? So now mm-hmm. you're taking it away. So you made this decision and said, hey, kids, you figure it out what you want to do. And we're going to support you either way. You yeah. know? Yeah, I think that's an interesting way of thinking about it. I mean, this Supreme Court, uh, the, this Rob, Roberts Court, uh, especially with the addition of the new, uh, newly added conservative justices, seems to be more willing to turn over ruling to weaken federal powers and return power to states to the states uh which is a ruling i don't agree with i think you run into a lot of problems historically um when you make actions like that um but the i mean part of the biggest problem i have with this ruling is that the scotus or supreme court of the united states is supposed to be a penultimate body, right, in terms of law. And yeah. the Supreme Court has already ruled on abortion on a federal level, and they're overturning their own ruling. And so I think it establishes a harmful precedent whereby the Supreme Court is going to start, in a, in a becoming way, more, de- becoming delegitimizing more itself. Yeah, becoming more political, delegitimizing itself, and polling on whether or not people trust the Supreme Court is at its lowest, I think, in history, like around 15, 
uh, and well, that reflects that. Well, and, and one of the main reasons was because it's mainly conservative, you know, and uh, okay. when it comes to the Supreme Court, like back in the day when the Supreme, like, like the last, like in the 1900s and, and earlier on, the Supreme Court uh, ruled on some laws that, that really took shape that dictated a lot of, um, they were historic, you know, from giving uh, minorities more rights and uh, uh, the women's movement, you know, it really created a lot of freedoms, mm-hmm. you know, which is justifiably so, you know, and then you go into now, like you were saying, they were, they overturned the ruling that they made over 50 years ago. And yeah. now what politicians are going to do, whoever becomes president, they're going to do what Trump did. Get the people that you want in there as quickly as possible, which the only reason what Trump was able to do is because the Republican Party controlled both the House and the Senate. Okay, so basically, I agree with you on that aspect, uh, aspect Avery, in regards to that they could be delegitimizing themselves because simply the Supreme Court uh, is now, it feels like, I'm not going to say entirely uh well, basically, the Supreme Court is now more political than it has been, because in the past, the Supreme Court created numerous rulings that supported women's suffrage to minority rights and basically really shoo- showed what is protected by, our United, by the Constitution of the United States. Right. Now, what's been done is what, cause what Trump did was, and he was only able to do this, mind you, because the Republican Party controlled both the House and Senate which was simply was able to get the people he wanted in there as quickly and as possible. Mm-hmm. And without, you know, that those, those confirmations would have probably never have happened. But here's the thing that's interesting. If you flip the script, look at Obama. He had both the Democratic Party controlling both the House and the Senate. And he wasn't able to really do half of that. But at the same time, mind you, it was also perfect timing for Trump simply because of the amount of seats that were open during his presidency right. due to yeah, justices exactly. passing away. and Because that's the thing with the with Supreme Court justice. So now we need to rethink it. Should these individuals be in their office until they are no longer to perform their duties adequately or until death do us part? So that's another thing that has to be looked at and thought about. Yeah, because the- up until because up until this point, Avery, there has not been a real concern with how political the party, you know, the Supreme Court, the highest court in the land, mind you, is. Mm-hmm. Because essentially, what these ladies and gentlemen create is rulings that are, are landmark. Like if you you have a trial, a case that goes all the way up there. It's a big deal, no matter how it sounds. But the whole fact is, is that, you know, when, when do we, what do we do now is the case. Because it, like you said, if the Supreme Court is D, is D basically, if the Supreme Court is not, like if people lose confidence in them, mm-hmm. How do we regain that confidence? And you can't say because, oh, well, because they're, they're going both ways. 
you know, I feel like, you know, as a Supreme Court, it should just be that. It sh- they should seem impartial to either side. But that, but first, the day before they passed, for example, New York, over a hundred and year, what, a hundred ten year old law, uh, they they overturned that, stating which stated that people should not be carrying guns. Period in the state of New York, or they needed and, um, the state of New York required a proof of need, basically, in order to have a gun license. So you had to prove that you needed one, basically, some kind of circumstance. Um, and the Supreme Court struck that down, saying that was an undue burden on against the Second Amendment, basically. But it's a hundred-year-old oh, yeah. law. Like, how did no other Supreme Court come up like come up with that problem? Well, here's the thing: it could be numerous things based on what cases they have. And I think what probably happened here is that the Supreme Court had a lot of time in their hands and they decided to say, "Fuck it, let's just rule on this and rule on other stuff." Or, or it could be the other factor where it's a conservative agenda like some people think and me being conserved with conservative leanings you know uh, like I, i'm gonna t- so i feel like at this point <clears throat> right i think it's important that we we discuss what the main thing is because we know the supreme court is gonna be a lot of questions especially where uh and i'll point it out because me personally you know being conservative everyone assumes that if i'm conservative leaning right that I'm not going to um, want, for example, the LGBTQ community to have rights. And then you have Justice Thomas here who's, who is like, oh, let's, now that we've got rid of overturned Roe v. Wade, I believe the next step is us to overturn gay marriage and et cetera, which is atrocious to me. And that, at that point, shows that the man is very biased. And I think, especially with his past, if everyone wants to know, he has a lot of allegations against him for uh, numerous things, um, most being very misogynistic. But what I would state is, is that 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 there should be a clause put in where you, if you, because here's the thing, Clarence Thomas has blown so much over the, the last few months. I'm surprised he came out and made a statement like that in his rulings mm-hmm. and in his, in his judgment. And um, it's, it's shocking because I've never yeah. seen a, a Supreme Court justice like him that came out so openly biased. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm not, I mean, at this point, I'm not. I haven't looked for it. Maybe it's because of what I've been reading lately, but that's, yeah. Uh, after I heard about his wife, I think her name is Gina Thomas. Uh, and her yes, her contributions yeah. towards the January sixth uh, coup and stuff, and her support of that, and Thomas's refusal to recuse himself on matters concerning Trump or January sixth, and then this—I mean, the culmination of all of these things—I think he's just—he's obviously way too biased. And so, like, there's a lot of talk about, well, should we impeach Clarence Thomas? Because there is a constitutional way to do that. It is, it is a legal thing we can do. I don't think it's ever been done before, but you can do it um, via action of Congress. I was curious, I'd be willing to do that, but I'm, I think some Democrats think it would set, um, I don't know, an undue precedent, even though it's constitutionally viable. And there's also conversations of packing the court. In other words, adding more justices because the constitution doesn't dictate 
how many justices there should be. It just says there should there should be a Supreme Court. The rule of nine oh. was established pretty early on. So, so here's I, an interest. So here's an interesting thing, right? So apparently there was an impeachment in 1804. It was a uh, brought against Associate Justice Samuel Chase. According to the U.S. Senate, Chase was reportedly a staunch Federalist with a volcanic personality. Chase showed no willingness to tone down his bitter partisan rhetoric after Jeffersonian Republicans gained control of Congress in 1801. And then on March 12, 1804, the House voted to impeach Chase, accusing him of refusing to dismiss biased jurors and of excluding or limited defense witnesses in two politically sensitive cases. The decision was then brought to the U.S. Senate, who, after trial proceedings, acquitted Chase of the charges on March 1st, 1805, keeping him in the seat until his death in 1811. So the fact is, is that the House of Representatives is where it all starts, just like with any impeachment, especially when we saw the Trump impeachment proceedings, um, which yeah. has, hadn't really happened since uh, Clinton. <laughs> yeah. But... Um, yeah, so it's the same process, which is stated in Article 1 of the U.S. Constitution. Same exact process. So people are calling for impeachments, and I believe the House is still Democrat. Well, I think it's it's more mixed, uh, but it's like a, a lean, lean Democrat. It's not as as not it's not as strong as it used to be. But what what I'm seeing just more of right now is just more political divide, but. Uh, but enough about the Supreme Court. We'll put the table that I think to the side for the moment. What yeah. I think is what we should go into, and I know we've briefly talked about this before, um, is the case is, and that we, and I already know what your answer is. But should abortion be legal? Yes or no? Yeah. So, um, from my personal opinion, I've I've, I've tried to think about <clears throat> this from a ton of different perspectives in preparation for today's episode, and I've talked to a lot of people. Um, and so personally, I think abortions should be pretty much an unrestricted, women should have unrestricted access to abortions. I still feel, I still, I feel a bit peculiar about third trimester abortions or super late, uh, abortions, but those are exceedingly rare and typically only for medical purposes. And so I don't have the biggest issue with them. Um, Interestingly, uh, I did a lot of research as to what abortion looks like elsewhere in the world. And there's actually very few countries that have anything like uh, anything like abortion that we had here uh, when Roe v. Wade was in, in effect. Because Roe v. Wade basically established that uh, abortion in the third trimester is not federally protected, but uh, second trimester and below it was. And most of Europe, for example, which leftists and uh, Democrats or social Democrats tend to look, or democratic socialists rather, sorry, tend to look at like, you know, your Nordic countries and stuff from most other policy positions actually have more restrictive abortion laws than we did. Uh, the Florida, Florida's 15 week abortion ban, at least in terms of the gestational time limit is actually more time allotted than in a lot of European countries. Like Germany, for example, has a 12 week ban uh, or rather abortion is illegal um, past 12 weeks. And so in a, in a weird way, like Florida is actually slightly better in terms of abortion laws, at least right now, than like Germany or most of Europe is, um, which I thought was kind of interesting. It doesn't really change my, my point. I think Europe is actually regressive in this regard, but I, I, I feel like a woman's right to choose is really important. 
for allowing her to make an inform allowing uh, a woman to make an informed decision about how they are going to govern their life, because you know a lot of people have um, you know they they make decisions for various reasons, and not everyone is ready to have a child, um, whatever their age might be, and that but that decision if a woman is forced to carry a baby to term. Um, can follow them their entire life. It can change their entire life trajectory, especially if you're a young person when you're just starting to form your career, your, you know, your life relationships, buying a house, like engaging with the world in a serious way for the first time. And I, I think it essentially it's a civil rights issue, right? There's no equivalent procedure for men like abortion is for women. If I wanted a vasectomy, for example, I could get it tomorrow. They're not going to hassle me over it, you know, but if a woman wants an abortion, we have all these waiting periods, restrictions, etc. And I understand the concern there and that there is a conversation about when does life begin, uh, etc. And well, that well, conversation is important, but oh, what, what did you want to say? Well, no, I just <laughs> I think I just interrupted you so I can just get to my point before we have a whole conversation about it. Because all I was basically was trying to get yes to no's and then we'll divvy into both sides. But oh, sorry, uh, sorry, sorry, no, you're I, I kind of jumped in there. <laughs> but but oh, oh well, that that's it, folks. Avery, sometimes I'm the talker, and Avery is sometimes he wants to take it away. So nothing, nothing wrong there. But uh, my whole thing is me personally, like uh, if I was able to have children myself, like if I was a woman, me personally, I would be pro life, but. And the fact of, because here's the thing, like I said, sometimes I get very conservative and then sometimes I'm liberal. As people know, I, I'm in the middle, I'm very independent in my political leanings, but like conservatively, you know, I'm um, conservative when it comes to economics and then uh, progressive when it comes to life situations, uh, people's choice. Because at the end of the day, that's what, because at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to people's choice. Like, for example, gay marriage has nothing to do with me. I'm, I'm, I'm not part of the LGBTQ community in regards to um, my, my personal preferences, but I believe they have the right to do whatever the hell they want. You know, we all get one life. Um, but in regards to abortion, I feel the same way uh, because there's numerous things that can happen because I know in life, we all say, well, we just saw about everything that we could and then boom, so life has to be like, hey, hold my beer and show you something new that could, uh, like for example, right now, uh, I'm just relaxing and two rats just came out of nowhere. Welcome to New York, everybody. <laughs> and they just started fighting and now they ran off into the to my neighbor's yard. So there we go. Uh, you know, next thing you're going to know, I'm going to see next time I take the subway, I'm going to see the pizza rat again, carrying a whole pie of pizza. Uh, you know, like literally point there. Thank you, life, uh, you know, for that. But, um, you know, so because I know that a lot of topics is, you know, what happens if someone gets impregnation, impregnated by rape? What happened if someone gets, uh, you know, uh, for example, raped by a relative and that baby is going to have a deformities because it's going to be, um, uh, whatchamacallit. Um, Against us? incest based on ancestral uh, fornication but my whole thing is at the end of the day everyone has the right to do what they do because at the end of the day uh like i said Ava, i know you're not very religious and I've, i'm not the most religious person but i do have my faith mm -hmm. um and at the end of the day 
when we all pass away in my personal belief, not forcing my belief on anybody else, but in my personal belief, once we pass away, we all have to make, be able to stand for judgment to our creator. And we have to be able to answer for the choices that we made. Now, the only time I'm against people with getting abortions is if it's, because uh, there are some people out there, Avery, that are very grossly irresponsible. Because let's be honest, people don't averagely get abortions that often. Like, I don't know what the statistic is, but if you, I guarantee if there's a poll that goes around with how many women have had abortions in their lifetime, they answer to be very, very few based on the individual. But, you know, but when I see here about people getting 10 abortions, you know, and it's all because, oh, well, they had decided to have unprotected sex and then, oops, consequence of being negligent because it's not as if we have plan B. It's not as if the way we have a flood of different, we have a world with so many different contraceptives for men and women. And because I'm not blaming everything on women, but if a woman's having numerous abortions a year, as if it's like, a, oh, hey, have when you get four abortions, you get the fifth one free. I mean, it's just grossly, it's just despicable to me, to be honest. Because, you know, because it's as if every time we have something that's made to benefit people in case of times of emergency or medical necessity, or because, you know, because accidents happen. But then we have the fact that there's people who just abuse the system to meet their human greed and need for just saying, fuck it. I could do this as many times as I want because there's no penalties. Even though when you look at it from a medical standpoint, the more times you get an abortion, it's going to be terrible for your body every damn time, depending mm -hmm. on you know term of the baby. But especially if down the line, if you do want to have a baby, you, you're going to be pretty much, you, it's going to be a miracle to conceive at that point. But all I'm saying is, is that, you know, to, to, to wrap it all up, is me personally, if I had a baby, if I was able to carry children, I would be pro-life, but that's just me. But I want everybody to do whatever the hell they want, except by means of using the system for their benefit. Um, that That's just me personally wrapped in. I mean, it makes sense, right? Yeah, I... I see what you're saying. I've heard this concern before, this idea of... No, like, but, but, um, I'm, but I'm not saying that it's a big thing. I'm not going to be that conservative who's pushing, oh, everybody does it. See all the millions of babies that are dying. No, that's not what I'm saying okay. at all. All right. I think uh, you're like, like, no, I'm just, you know, for all the listeners out there, that's what I'm trying to refute is that it's very little of the people who break the system or utilize the system negatively. But... Because at the end of the day, if you remove someone's liberty to get some things done, then you're just then what's going to happen is is that we're going to be in the days of old where people are dying from uh, poor medical abortions being performed by people that are not trained to do so. You know, and then you're going to have children being born with deformities that that may not be able to survive. It's like numerous negative things are going to happen. If you eliminate it, that's, that's how my whole take is. And, yeah. but I'm just against the people who, like I said, very small pop, very small amount mm -hmm. to my knowledge, but I'm just against the people who just misuse the system. I believe they should be penalized for it, but I am, but as regards to third trimester abortions, that's where it gets a little tricky for me. Even second trimester, 
if it's late second trimester, just because my whole thing is, is that um, everyone's, there's always going to be a debate as when a person's a person, mm-hmm. you know, there's always going to be that debate. Um, but, and the only answer I have is at the end of the day, like I said earlier, we all, when we pass in my personal belief, have to answer for our life choices due to that. We do have free will. And my whole thing is, is that if you can attest to that, by all means, but there are also serial killers who believe what they did was right as well. So not comparing everyone to serial killers. I'm just stating that. A bold take. I know, right? But I'm just saying that when it comes down to it, if you're just, you know, constantly getting abortions, you're, you're, that's when you're a murderer. But if you're an individual who's getting the, who's, no, like if you're getting more, Avery, if you get 10 abortions a year, you're a murderer to me. I'm going to be very honest. Like if it's because you're loose and you don't want to take the time or the money to get contraceptives or to make sure your partner is being, fair with you now if it's rape if it's if you're if you're being raped or being molested more than 10 times a year where you're getting a medical abortions right you know i get it that's a different scenario that's a very that's a very fucking horrific uh uh i don't even know what kind of horror film that would be but that's like a fucking horror film some sort i get that yeah you know but that's very very that's like out there that's like fucking pluto when pluto is a planet remember kids when pluto is a planet no you don't because it's a moon now to you fuckers but you know to the to, the, to our generation i'll tell you what that that because it's still a fucking planet me there's not eight planets it's nine motherfuckers where's where's the planet it's revolving around but you know but we, we like to have fun here folks but uh hey, when we're talking about abortions but but hey, my whole let loose, like you were saying. <laughs> I know, like footloose, right? Start kicking off my Sunday shoes. Anyways, jeez, uh, with Louise, not trying to be so, funny. So, um, wait, just to cut but, in, real, <laughs> just to cut in real quick. So, like, yeah. um, I don't. So, I think if there were people like that, and like, if for example, if I was their doctor, right? If I was their gynecologist, like seeing these people and like they're getting, they've had, they're on their like third abortion. Let's say that's the case. I would start getting concerned that like they're in some kind of situation like you said, which is like a nightmare, but hopefully if it's not that, like maybe they just don't understand how to have safe sex or something like sex ed well, in the U S is well, like terrible, well, you know? Well, but I, 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 hold on. I, I'm going to state this right now. Sure. Unless you live in a place where there's absolutely like it, if you are living in a place where you have no access to technology, because to, we're just not, we're not talking about the rest of the world. We're talking about the United States right now. So if you live in a part of the world, not a part of the world, part of the country where there's absolutely no, like it's like swamp people. Like you live in the so far out there where there is like, where there's no signs of modern day civilization then you have no, because there's no way that no one could tell me that they did not learn about sex or know about sex before they be, well, be sec, become sexually active. With all the mm-hmm. access to the internet, to, to television, because everything's about sex, drugs, and money. That's literally oh. when you turn on the show, TV, that's what you hear when you read books, when you see everything, because sex sells, drugs is, is dramatic, and 
you know, money who doesn't love fucking money. And, and, but that's, but that's what I'm trying to say. Unless you live in a very isolated community where you do not have any access to that and you have to be forced to learn the teachings that you teach, that you're taught. I get it. Yeah. But so I you're highly actually, doubt that. Yeah. So I, I don't know the prevalence of this, but I can say like, um, a lot of people who grew up in the South, like you and I, for example, um, yep. a lot of people, and this is becoming an increasing problem, like a lot of people who grew up in the South actually have pretty reduced access to sex ed and uh, if they get it at all. And like a lot of this content they see on the internet, for example, if they see porn on the internet, you know, there's it's not very popular to see porn with people using like condoms or other forms of protection so maybe well, well, I, I, get... but real quick i will tell you guys this is a netflix on uh, uh there's i know this is way out there but it's just a fun fact because you know okay. a show on netflix i don't know if it's still on there it's not a show it's a movie uh, about the uh, sex and porn industry uh, i think it's called girls wanted but essentially uh in the state of california which used to be the porn capital of the United States and the world as a result, you you didn't Florida have to- Florida now, right? It is Florida. The reason why is because the state of California, you have to show condoms in your films. Condoms oh, have to be used. Yep. And in the state of Florida, you don't. So that's why, because, specifically Miami, has become the oh. porn capital of the world now. That's why you see a lot of celebrities there and, and filming because you don't have to use rubbers. So fun fact for you all, you cats and gals out there. You can't uh, nails out there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, what was it? Uh, Kev, uh, fucking uh, COVID pandemic COVID. Um, Carol Baskins. I don't know if you watched Tiger King. Yeah, oh, bring shit. that you reference back. Cats and Kittens. That's it. what I meant. Cats and Kittens. You never watched it? Someone told me not to watch it because, like, no, it was... watch it. It's very interesting. And, like, it got me, you know, part of my quarantine. Uh, you know, hey, let me. It is it still on Netflix? I believe they're coming out with Tiger King season two. I'm not sure, but anyways, yes, it should be still on Netflix. It was one of the biggest Netflix shows out there. But enough about that. Going back though, uh, what were you saying again, Avery? I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, that's okay. Um, I was just oh, I, I was just saying basically like there's going to be people. There's more people than I think we recognize who are growing up like teenagers. They're getting interested, you know, sex, becoming sexually active. And due to like their parents not wanting them to have sex ed in school, like pretty con religious conservative parents are oftentimes like that. Um, I mean, for, for God's sake, like some of these but, parents but, don't like but, kids watching SpongeBob. But, but, but hold on. Well, that, uh, um, uh, we know who, who I, I, at least I know who you reference to. One of our <laughs> sister's friends growing remember up. remember that? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, good times. Uh, good old the North City, Tennessee. Shout out to you guys. But um, they had such a high pregnancy rate. They really did. Top 10 in the country. Woo. Uh, Lisa was, it beat our, oh, yeah, brother. Uh, it, beat, it beat Tennessee's uh, obesity rate. Uh, <laughs> something, but at least you gotta, you gotta be known better. for something. You got to be known yeah. for something. But, but uh, what I will say, which not, I, Avery and I behaved in high school, so we were good. We went to – anywho, it doesn't matter. But well, all I'm trying to say is is that my main thing is is that, Avery, do you really believe that? Let's go – That's I think that's a very small populace. I'm going to be very – just to support you more, I'm going to give you like 10% maybe of the population has that issue. Where, but I believe that 
personally that at least 90% of these, the kids growing up have access. So that no, no, people know what that, what they're doing. Not that they know what they're doing, but they have knowledge of contraceptives and sex and et cetera. So I think that's a very weak argument in my opinion, but you know, to each It also has to, even if that was the case, even if what you say is the case, I think there was another issue about access to contraception um, that can be an issue well, for some well, people. Well, condoms, everyone insurance. gives out. You can find condoms anyway, especially when you go to your local health, um, you know, um, health, you know, you go downtown to your local health organization. Even the church has it. God damn, there was a fucking cat in my backyard who just killed a rat. Damn, got him. Yeah, never, that guy. Never random. Um, this is actually uh, why I support. This is why, <laughs> so this will actually be an interesting uh, point to bring up. So personally, like I support and donate to Planned Parenthood because they actually do stuff like that. Like you can get sex ed there. They they offer people free condoms and free contraceptives, which is a lot yeah, of people but, don't know but that. My, my, but my whole thing with, with, with Planned Parenthood is that I think they're saying, hey, it's, it, like, because here's the thing. Uh, either way, when someone becomes pregnant with a with an unwanted pregnancy, uh, it it the 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 decision process is never easy, and to each their own. Sure. But I feel that Planned Parenthood's quick to hey, just have an abortion, oh, rather I think, than I think, I rather think than means- going to hey, you know, you can do adoption if you want to do that. You can do you know keep the bit you know like numerous things. I mean. Because at the end of the day, um, like I've I know numerous women, you know, personal friends of mine who've had uh, abortions for both medical and for personal reasons. One, you know, some per, under personal reasons is that they just didn't want to have a baby. And uh-huh. and what in my experience from having these conversations with them, nine times out of ten, the reason why they just want to have quick abortion as soon as they found out was because they don't want to become attached to the baby they don't want the hormones to start changing the chemical imbalances etc cetera, etc cetera. because the, obviously the longer term you are uh the harder it is uh, especially yeah. from a psychological sense standpoint my whole thing is when it comes to that and uh i'm not gonna lie we really should um have a female uh a, a woman uh, as a part of this conversation, but we will, folks. We visit this topic with um, uh, a, a, a female guest because obviously we're just two males talking about something that you know we really have no, uh, you know, a, you know that we really can't control because at the end of the day we can't carry children. But you know, but uh, the whole thing though well, is, is that, the, but the whole thing though is at the end of the day. Abortion does affect two people, both, both parties, you know, both the father and the mother. Now, if you have a relationship with the person, uh, like, for example, uh, if I was with somebody, you know, and, you know, we both were reckless, they got pregnant and then they decided to have an abortion. Yes, it's their right at the end of the day to do what they want. It's their body, their choice. You know what I'm saying? But yep. at least have the courtesy i mean uh, to me personally you know and i, and I know there's going to be some feminists that are going to just chew me out over this but here's what it is um free to my opinion which is simply that i at least want to be a part of that decision process i mean you know at least let me know 
you know, because one, the, the physical and the psychological toll that abortions uh, cause and why should anyone go through that alone? I mean, it takes two to make a baby. Or, you know, what the future could be is takes a test to make a baby <laughs> and, a, yeah, yeah. and a, one scientist. But for this now, might we, solve the whole dilemma. There might not be an ethics question about this later. <laughs> exactly. Right. Just massive clonings. And then there'll be that debate about cloning shit. But for now, though, you know, it, it does traditionally take to make take two to make a baby. And the fact is, is why should one person go through all of that alone? Sure. Um, you know. I mean, uh, it's because sometimes it's like as if someone had a miscarriage or lost a baby. You know, yeah. why should one person go through all that? Yeah, um, I, I, I do agree that I do agree that if if you are if you have a partner, right, and it's not like an accidental pregnancy with some rando, um, you, it definitely you should have a discussion um, with your partner about like about getting an abortion about, do you think you're ready to have a child, you know, family planning type stuff. Ultimately in, in my mind, like let's say the father wanted the baby, but the mother didn't, I would side ultimately with the would be mother. Um, just because like, she would be the one who has to take all this health risk of carrying the baby and stuff. But I still think the father should be able to have, like, you know, have input put in. I think that has to do with the relationship dynamic that's healthy. Right. That's, a, that's at least how oh, I see it. Yeah, so, so my, my whole thing is, is you know, I entirely agree with you. I mean, and uh, folks, you know, Avery and I, as you know, we disagree on a lot of things, but, you know, this is one topic that we have minor disagreements about. Yeah, you know, it's, it's always in the, the, the little details. But for the most part, we agreed, you know, uh, at the end of the day to each their own. But my whole thing is that what we're going to see especially in the Southern states is that, you know, with the, the states that have banned, like abortion is banned period. And I know that right now there are some federal judges in these respective states that are blocking because now state representatives are trying to be like, okay, good. Roe v. Wake up, return to the federal level of the states. We can do whatever the hell we want. It's good. Do whatever the hell we want. And that's where this presence is, is taken is that now you have judges, federal judges, uh, blocking some of these states from passing these 100 percent banned abortion laws and then eventually some of these for all we know eventually you can be, you could push something back for so long that eventually it's going to get through the cracks and then then the whole question is is what's going to happen because i know dick's born goods came out their president and ceo uh, came out uh state uh as soon as roe v wade was overturned state in support uh, for their associates stating that they were going to pay uh, reimburse them up to $4,000 for that. Yeah. travel expenses, which is amazing to me to, for a very public company to just make a stance like that, knowing that they would lose some clients, especially in this economic uh, climate that we're in. So bravo to them sticking with their guns. Um, you know, yeah, good for uh, them, for, honestly, I need to get uh, uh, a tennis racket. So I, I need to swing by. Yeah, well, me, uh, you know, I shop there frequently. Got to go to Dick's, as the commercial says. Um, you say and, so. You know, for the immature, for the immature audience out there that has my kind of humor, you could make a lot of jokes about Dick's Ford simply based off the name. But, um, <laughs> and if you guys want to see some funny memes, go on Reddit uh, for Dick's Ford Goods. But, or memes, as some people of you all out there call it. <laughs> memes or meme. But uh, but the whole thing though is is that 
Um, you know, that was astonishing to me. Um, but unfortunately, everyone works for companies like that. And to have, and if you, you know, <laughs> uh, and see, and then the problem is, is that especially with other states' laws or when abortions can happen and when not. So let's say you found out you're, you're pregnant, you want to get an abortion, you have two options, but you can't get off work like that. And you can't tell people why, because, you know, your company doesn't support it or you don't have vacation or sick time. Or, uh, a lot of situations can happen. Worst case scenario, what can happen is it may take you a few weeks to be able to go to another state to get an abortion. Mm-hmm. And then one or two scenarios happens. You wait a few weeks, you get to that state. It's either illegal because you waited so long. So now you have a later term abortion. Uh, you go to find uh, another solution uh, by, an, uh, you know, uh, like, a, you know, how it was when uh, liquor was uh, illegal in the 1920s. Oh, yeah. uh, um, you know, uh, prohibition era. Uh, yeah, then you have to go find somebody who says that, you know, a black marketer or what have you, who's going to, you know, do it. And then you can get a special abortion possibly, but spend some cash that you don't have, or they may fuck up and you could lose your life. Um, and then the third option is that, you know, uh, either way, you're still going to have a late term abortion. You just have to go to a state that has it. It's going to cost you more time to travel, especially if let's say, you know, you have to go all the way to New York. Uh, which right now most neighboring states in New York are uh, pro-abortion, so that's not a big deal. But in, but for example, Pennsylvania, there is no laws prohibiting abortion, to my knowledge, or banning it. But at the same time, uh, there is very a lot of conservatives there that are pushing for banning abortion or limiting abortion. So now those people are going to have to go from Pennsylvania to New York or neighboring states, which is going to cost money. Time and money, and you know, yeah. and especially in this economic uh, <laughs> issue, well, this economic uh, situation that we're in as a country, money is needed mo- as much as ever, and so I think this is piss poor timing. Uh, I think that this is uh, what the Supreme Court has noted is a long string of events that is further dividing our com- country between left and right, and it goes back to simply saying that. We don't need more division. Uh, you know, I was talking to our grandmother the other day. And, you know, things are not as bad as the 60s were when it came to, you know, rights and equality. But it seems like to her, you know, she, she was saying that it seemed like if the, the clock was going backwards. There's more racial tension than there ever has been. There's more... Uh, discrimination towards, uh, you know, even now there's political discrimination worse than ever, Um, you know, and it's just a very scary time that we're in because this country, this world has made so much stride. But now to me personally, the United States looks like a show of what it once was, a proud nation that that was economically strong with morality, and unity, and as soon as we got there, it seems like now we're at this downhill slope where we're having uh, just division, even amongst different ethnicities. You know, uh, there's just so much division nowadays, Avery. It's just crazy. And I know this is another topic, and we're going away from, but I just have to point it out there. Um, yeah, feel it just like feels like 
uh, and I know some conspiracy theorists are thinking that this is part of this whole thing where it's to divide the people so we can't rise up together to overthrow the government or whatever or world overlords or whatever. But the whole thing though is, is that, you know, how, how, how long do we continue this? You know, when do we have to say enough is enough? Shut the fuck up and grow together like we're supposed to instead of hating each other based on minor differences. And once again, folks, this is why Political Brothers was created. My brother and I have numerous political differences, but at the same time, we're family, we're blood, we're brothers. You know, we're able to have these conversations, fight about it, argue about it, be heated at each other, but at the end of the day, we're still going to hug it, uh, you know, and be brotherly towards each other and, and have a good life. But, and that's what everyone should do. I mean, you know, my wife and I, for example, we don't agree everything politically. I mean, we're both conservative lean and we're, we're but we, uh, you know, and we do have progressive um, viewpoints as well. And we don't agree on everything. But, you know, unfortunately, I may have to sleep on the couch, just joking. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> so, you know, uh, we still are happy and we love each other and that's it. So, you know, uh, but it feels like, with the ultra conservatives, I feel like this is what's happening. I think there's more ultra conservatives and ultra uh, liberals that are simply creating this division or this feeling of division. But at the same time, you know, whatever gets the media attention, whatever gets, uh, you know, the most coverage, that's what we're seeing. So maybe I'm wrong, but at least to me personally, it feels like there's more division than ever. And then this is just add more fuel to the fire. Yeah, just like uh, Chauncey said, uh, like the goal of this podcast is to for us to kind of show that, you know, you can have discussions with people that you disagree with and really try to listen to each other. And maybe you don't come to an agreement at the end, but you, you try to talk it out. And while I personally don't agree with, you know, this concept that has, I think, arisen, it's become more popular, at least as a saying online, like agreeing to disagree. I think that's when people actually avoid what the other person is saying just to have a quick resolution. You know, really just talking with each other about topics you disagree on is a long process. It's not supposed to be a quick and dirty thing. It's something you're supposed to come back to. You're supposed to eventually reach, hopefully, some kind of consensus. And um, to kind of loop in what uh, you mentioned, Chauncey, about a partisan divide, there's actually been some studies tracking when you look at voting records and stuff of conservatives and Democrats in Congress and you can, uh, kind of combining that with polling data from people who declare themselves as Republicans or Democrats like voters. Um, it's, we've seen this shift over the past 20 years of the conservative party um, becoming like adopting more extreme right views. Um, and you kind of saw this demonstrated with like the rise of like Trump populism, for example. Um, at least I do think there's more leftists voters than there used to be. In terms of representatives though, it seems like most Democrats have pretty much maintained their positions. You have exceptions like AOC, um, et cetera, um, but they're kind of like, they don't control the party or anything. Um, but still like personally, I think we are taking, I don't know, it's kind of a shit show in terms of the direction partisan wise that we've taken where our country can't even basically function on a government level um, due to 
various disagreements uh, that representatives are having with each other and, uh, you know, stuff like that. Um, and like with the Roe v. Wade overturning stuff and the stuff you mentioned about travel, I, it's going to be awful, honestly. Legally, there's just so many complications. This isn't, hasn't been a thing in the United States for well, half a century. Because you know? remember that one concept that we fought is why if a state wrote in their laws that you're not allowed to leave state lines to go have an abortion and come yeah, back. Yeah, Missouri I, right now is, is actually trying to draft yeah. something like that. I think, so, I mean, what that. happens then? You, you, you know, I mean, you go get an abortion, even if, let's say, you work at Dick's Born Goods in Missouri. You know, what, what happens then? Like, is it going to be like what 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 United States companies did? And, well, American companies did in Russia where they just were left. Like, is that what's going to happen with, for example, states like that? Like, like if you're a very pro-choice company like Dick's, Spawn Goods, I mean, are you going to be like, fuck it, let's leave Missouri because of this law? Or are you going to stand by your associates that you're paying to reimburse them to get to get these proceedings? Not like, what happens? Like, there's so many, like you were saying, legal issues that you know who the hell knows what's going to happen but uh you know unfortunately roe v wade will not be overturned for lowly lifetimes unless impeachments are done um which don't folks don't don't be surprised if you start seeing impeachment hearings especially for clarence thomas who already has a big target on his back i think they're gonna let kavanaugh off just because he already had the death threat well, the assassination attempt, as they call it, oh, yeah. uh, you know, but, you know, it's just crazy to me. I think it's, un I don't know a lot about SCOTUS history in terms of like assassination attempts and stuff, but I don't think, I don't think it's very common. Um, and so we are in uncharted territory as to like the legitimacy, the considered legitimacy and even the safety of a lot of our institutions. I mean, you first had January 6th and now you have, um, with the storming of the Capitol, and now you have the Supreme Court, which is becoming continuously seen as illegitimate. And there's talk of uh, federal court judges um, and lower district court judges like ignoring um, future SCOTUS rulings. I don't even know what that would look like. Uh, the question you posed, like about Dick Sporting, good example, I have no idea. I looked up today, um, it is generally understood in the Constitution, there's a clause, I forget exactly where it is, that interstate travel is constitutionally protected. But I'm afraid it's not the most specific language, like most things in the Constitution is very general. I'm afraid that let's say Missouri passes that law, which prevents a woman from leaving. People sue, it goes to the Supreme Court. And I'm really worried the Supreme Court says something along the lines of no, she can't leave the state. Because that would then mean states can like prevent people from just leaving generally, you know? Like, that's crazy. No, it really is. I mean, and uh, I was just trying to look up here if there was. Apparently, there was an attempt on a uh, Supreme Court justice's life. This was like early, early in the years. Apparently, it was in regards to a, a messy divorce. Uh, Wait, really? Case. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the guy attempted to beat the judge to death. But, uh, you know, classic, classic America, <laughs> but like I'm talking about, this was like over a hundred years ago. Like it, it, it's, it's crazy, but, uh, you know, but, uh, I, I have, but folks, like I said, I have not fact checked this. This was just a quick, you know, Hey, let's use my phone and see if I can Google some interesting facts since they be pointing out something 
that, uh, you know, I was like, fuck it. Let's see what's on there. But, you know, so always fact check. So that was not fact check. I'm going to state that right now. Not 100%, but, you know, interesting if it turns out to be 100% fact check. We'll get back to you on that. But, you know, guys, we're going to go to a quick break uh, and then close up shop. So we'll be right back after the break. And we're back. Hello, everybody. Uh, we're back from break. Um, and Chauncey, over the break, wanted to share some interesting news that um, he got, uh, I guess, wind of. Well, uh, yes. Thank you, Avery. And uh, welcome back, everybody. Um, so uh, this is a story that uh, Avery and I have been following for a while. And I know it broke earlier today um, around 11.08 a.m. Um, Eastern time. But essentially... A 101-year-old former Nazi concentration camp guard was sentenced to five years for the Holocaust atrocities. I don't know if everybody remembers, but this gentleman was, uh, I, and plus there's the documentary on Netflix about it. It was just, um, you know, a whole thing just because, you know, Avery and I, uh, you know, our family was persecuted during the Holocaust, uh, our father's side at least, and... Um, you know, it's just, you know, you, you really don't hear about it, especially with everyone who was prosecuted, uh, persecuted during the Holocaust, both Jews, uh, homosexuals, uh, people of color, uh, gypsies, you name it, people were, were persecuted. And it's just crazy to see because World War II is personally one of my favorite um, time periods to study. Not that because of what happened, like, you know, like, oh, yeah, the Holocaust, woo, you know, huh. not like that at all. But just because it was such a so many things happened that, you know, it, it was just very interesting to study, especially with uh, our family. But, you know, and then this is just something where uh, is it even worth it? A 101 year old man who, you know, because, uh, you know, for those who don't know, he was uh, he immigrated to the United States, lived here for basically 20, 30, 40 years, basically for a long time. I, I don't have the statistics and I'm going to pull it up right now, but, uh, and basically, you know, when it was found out that he was a Nazi camp guard, he was deported back to Germany and, um, uh, and was charged in last year with knowingly and will willfully aiding and abetting the killing of prisoners at the, Excuse me. Uh, Sachsenhausen concentration camp in Oranienburg, north of Berlin, from nine, January 1942 to February 1945. Um, and, you know, it, it's just crazy to me that, uh, you know, with everyone that was affected by that time, um, you know, what that, you know, we're still talking about it today in regards to people being able to be um, prosecuted, which, you know, because some people finally got some well-deserved justice. I mean, me personally, uh, it is what it is what happened. In regards to this gentleman, um, I just feel that, yeah, he's very old and it took a long time ago, but I don't know. Yeah. I have to really process this more. Just because it's a 101-year-old man who's 
who's very sick, bedridden, uh, well, not bedridden, but uh, wheelchair bound. And he's going to be going to prison for the last five years of his life. So it's, um, you know, it's just a, a um, very interesting thing because then it's, you know, it's, is it worth it? Because he essentially lived his whole life. So then he just becomes a burden to the German taxpayers who will be just paying for his health and care and food and, you know, and everything for the rest of his life. Uh, yeah. Which yeah. being 101, you know, he could be uh, die in prison or could outlive his prison sentence of five years. Yeah. I you wonder, um, I wonder what people uh, who are a part of that investigation <laughs> kind of think about it because, like, you know, like for me, I, I completely see what you're saying. I don't know how I feel about it either, but I do feel like a lot of people probably within like the Jewish community at large feel like it's a principle of the matter thing, I guess. Um, and oh, but, I completely, that, I, yeah, I completely respect and I, that. And I do have to add that, you know, all these people, all these genocides, look at all the people got away with all the murders and genocides of recent times and you know there's no outrage i mean it's just you know you know like i said it is mind-boggling i mean this is could be a topic for another show um to be honest but it's just uh at the meantime you know it's just um something of interest you know you know it's very it's very interesting i mean it's yeah. just and then it's just like you don't know how you feel about it because you know it's like uh, i would compare it to someone else who went through like for example right uh, you know uh, our uh, father's side if you guys haven't realized is a jewish uh, or orthodox jew um to be precise and um you know and we were not directly affected by the Holocaust. I mean, how we may not have been here if we, you know, some of them didn't escape the way they did. Um, but, uh, you know, so it, it's very, it's like one of those things that you have to go on a soul search to, to wonder how you really feel about something just because we were not directly affected by it. Um, because, you know, even the Jewish people have been historically persecuted for for, for, for all history, it feels like, to be honest. Yeah. And if like, that's I accurate think... or not, who knows? Because at the end of the day, history is written by man and by the victor. I'm not trying to support anything or say something. I'm just keeping being, trying to be uh, partial uh, to everybody's beliefs. But yeah, um... I think, I was just going to say, I think <laughs> the Holocaust... I think World War II, by the way, is an interesting time to study because after World War II, you kind of start to see the emergence of what the modern world is going to look like and kind of sets the stage to where we are now. And also within that time period, like the civil rights movement was um, a big component of post-World War II, post-Cold War era. And I think you mentioning this is kind of interesting because, you know, even though we weren't directly affected by the Holocaust in that, you know, we weren't a part of it. Um, it is a reminder that the rights that we have today and that other people have today, minorities, women, et cetera, were things that were fought for by other people, right? By militaries, by lawyers, by representatives, et cetera. By activists. By activists. And, and yeah. Oh, go ahead. 
no, I'll just find it. Uh, you know, he came out uh, after the break, folks, with some uh, random uh, news. And look at that. We tied it all together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, so like the things that we have, we can't take for granted. And I think just to kind of loop this back into main topic of today's episode, like Roe v. Wade, right? Like in the 50 years since the Roe v. Wade uh, decision came about, Congress never codified like a guarantment, uh, some a guarant- legal guarantee to abortion in any way. And so it was a weak protection. And this is the cost when you do that. And so oh, it, it, it's it, it's like, you know, it's not a part of our Bill of Rights. Yeah, yeah, I exactly. Mean, it's not. A, you it's know, not now imagine if, for example, someone took upon themselves to write it into the Constitution or, well, to amend the Constitution to, to add that. But would it ever happen? I highly doubt it. At the least, Just maybe a law. A law I, could be passed. Well, laws can be passed and made, but it's all going to break down. But because let's be honest, you know, Roe v. Wade was law and they got overturned. So laws can be overturned. So the only thing that stands is the Constitution as far as the United States of America goes for. So if someone were to amend the Constitution, which hasn't been done since, I believe, what? uh, uh, When was the last time it was amended? Uh, Was uh, women's uh, suffrage given women the right to vote? I'm I'm betraying my lack of history knowledge, but I'm not exactly sure, actually. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get back to that. Uh, but um, 1992. Uh, what what was the uh, what was the amendment? Uh, 27th Amendment? Uh, oh, this is the dumb amendment. I uh, my this is of course this is the last one to pass, and then we don't we haven't had one since. The 27th Amendment required any change to the rate of compensation for members of the U.S. Congress to take effect only after the subsequent election in the House of Representatives. Okay, so their pay. So, well, of course. Uh, (laughs) So nothing um, uh, monumental or life changing, but, you know, just pay for, for you know, representatives of Congress. Uh, Gotta love it. but you know, but I once again, I, I highly doubt it would ever happen. The amendment of that, of that nature, just because you would have to have ultra, uh, uh, ultra progressives on board. Like you would have to have literally the House and the Senate have to be controlled by, you know, the um, by liberals, and then you have to have within the liberal party because they're on um, pro-lifers in the in the Democratic Party. So you would have to have enough backing for that. But the problem is that the process is just so long and tedious that, you know, would that ever happen? And then the states have uh, to ratify it, and that's going to be an issue of itself. Exactly. States have to ratify, and that's going to be the, the uh, well, let me be honest. So if the Democrats controlled the House and the Senate, yeah, that wouldn't be a problem, but it would be the states ratifying it that would that would kill it. And, you know. It's hard enough as it is, though, to even get the first requirement. Um, yeah, I mean, Jesus. Um, so, so uh, like, to kind of, to kind of, on that, on that topic, right? Like, um, at the same time, it is difficult and it is hard, but there is a point. There's a point of encouragement here in that, like, it's been done before, right? Like, the rights that people have gained have been gotten before, and it was due to, like, Chauncey said, right? Like, the 
the action of activists and the continuous pressure. You know, there's that statement. Um, I don't remember where the original quote comes from, but the history, the moral arc of history is long, but bends towards justice. And yep. I think that's true, but it, it's, it's only true if people actually believe in it, like people fight for it. Because I think as we've seen, when, when people aren't actively fighting for it, when they think their rights are for granted, people will try to take them away from you because they have the power to do so and it benefits them. And I know this is so tiresome at this point, like vote and change things, but that's part of it. Like come November, if you don't show up, it, you're only hurting yourself. And I know the Democratic Party like doesn't do a lot and they haven't done anything in 50 years to codify abortion access. Um, but it's it's the only it's the only option. And I know Chauncey, I don't want to put you on a set you up for a rant here, but this is largely because of the two party system. Damn uh, right it is. Thank you. And I'll take it here because the two party system is such a flawed system. And you 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 have it's like oh, for example, what the LGBTQ community argues, right? Their their main argument is that the standard thing before now when you check an application, you know, they offer numerous things. But, you know, it's either you're in the left box being male or the right box being female when it comes to gender identity. And now their argument is, you know, hey, uh, you don't put me in two boxes. So that's the same thing with the political spectrum. You can't put two people in two different boxes because there's people like myself who don't fit in both boxes accurately. And, for example, if I were to run for office, you know, the only reason, uh, you know, I wouldn't, I would run as an independent, but I wouldn't have any backing. So I would ultimately lose. Um, and then the whole thing is because look at Bernie, he's considered himself an independent, even though I think that's bullshit. Um, but, you know, he's has to align himself with the Democratic Party and he has very low success. Um, you know, in running for office when it came to, you know, the president, every time he's run for president. Um, but you know, but uh, but give all respect to Bernie just because you know I may not agree with everything he says or, or or what he's about, but he is one of the very very few politicians like you know like the old god like John McCain and company where they said they didn't flip flop on issues to gain votes they stuck with their beliefs until the end which is yeah. very uh, admirable, um, and I respect anyone who's like that uh, even if I don't agree with you I respect them. Um, even if your viewpoints are very backward, backdated, I have to respect it because you're saying, fuck you, everybody. These are what I believe in. And that's the whole truth, nothing but the truth. So help you God. Um, and, you know, and that's it. I mean, and I'm not really in the mood for a rant today about the two-party system because you guys know what I'm about and what I believe and what's the point of just being a, uh, uh, you know, being a dead horse. But yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but, the, the, still- but the fact is, though, like today, today was primaries for lieutenant well you know there, there was elections today in, in new york i don't know about the rest of the country because i've really followed um today just because it's been a hectic day for me personally but you know basically what i'm trying to say is this if you have a problem if you, instead of just bitching and moaning and complaining go out and vote i had a hectic day but i took the time out to vote as should everybody else and yeah, yeah, yeah. you know and, and that's what everyone should do go out vote because whining and complaining and making excuses does nothing until you act and that's every every with everything in life 
you have to act. You have to do something. You don't. You can't just stay uh, and be com- content with just what's going on and be like, oh well, I should have voted. Well, if candies and well, if and if for butts, were candies and nuts, whatever that phrase was uh, from when we were kids. But the fact mm-hmm. though stands and remains that until action is done nothing is going to change you have you do not like your representatives in office you don't want a hundred you don't want dinosaurs representing you replace them yeah i agree you know if, if, i it's mean okay if, it's okay if voting isn't enough for you like oh, look okay we'll 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 take you for your word if voting's not enough like get involved in your community knock on doors for the for the candidates that you believe in do phone banking whatever it takes and I know for a lot of people, it's a lot because they have multiple jobs or whatever, but anything that you can do is beneficial. I'll be trying to do that this year. But, but, um, but, yeah. but, sorry, but sorry to cut you off, but just this thought, though. You know, I know the American people, because statistically, the American people, like if you watch C-SPAN, you know, on TV, which, you know, or even listen to it, it's mind-numbing. I know the big terms, the big words, the... The way things are done and the, the, the you know, the, the whole concept, you know, because at the end of the day, we go to work, so many people are tired, you have families, responsibilities, jobs, you know, pets, whatever, and you're, you're, you're not, you're, you're, your brain's numb, you're fried, you don't want to go home and, and learn about what the government's doing or talking about and such, you just hear about it on the news, you know, follow up with it if you do, and and, and so, because statistically, the American people don't really, most of the American people don't even follow what's going on. You know, no one really tends to see Spain. It's just that thing that's playing in the background. If you happen to be flipping on channels, you just see it playing. And, you know, and there's this giant disconnect between the American people and the government just simply because, you know, one, uh, educational levels, and two, just because people are just burnt out. And why take the time to do that when you could have fun, recharge, relax, enjoy life? And so that's what the number one issue is. But, you know, but this, this, this truth still stands that look at the women's suffrages. Look at all, the, you know, the Martin Luther Kings, the Malcolm X's, the, the, you know, the Mother Teresa's. Look at everyone in the world that's active, that's, that's protested, that's fought for their rights, that's that's laid the groundwork for for what our life is today. I mean, today, it's a bad day, right? But tomorrow can always be a beautiful day. And you just got to keep pushing, got to keep fighting, got to get knowledgeable. And that's another reason why, you know, we do this podcast. I mean, we're yeah. two average Joes, you know, with nothing better to do, apparently, <laughs> and you know, from time to time. And you know, we make time to do this simply because, you know, we want an easy format to educate, to give opinions, to, you know, uh, dumbify what these people are saying. I mean, because there's a lot of people out there with podcasts, too. And for those that tune in, thank you for your for your viewership, your ears. I mean, we want to hear more of your voices. I mean, we want to hear your feedback, your questions, your comments, your concerns, your criticisms. We want to hear it all. Simply because that's how we get better and that's how we, you know, know what you want. Now, obviously, our core identity is what it is. And we're not going to change that. 
because then we're just selling out and who wants to do that because there's enough you if you if you you're here to listen and to learn and to open your mind and this is the perfect podcast for you but if you're here to hear stupid shit you know want to see you know jackass moments you know like not you know being a jackass just, just you know hee-haw not that either but you know, <laughs> like more like the movie with johnny knoxville and company but you know uh then thank god for youtube tiktok and the internet as a whole but we're here for the people who want to better their minds, open their minds, free their minds, you know, just to, to learn voice and talk. And if any of you who listen in want to come on the show, by all means, you can. We don't care yeah, absolutely. what you do for a living. We don't care what your beliefs are. We, we just care about your voice. If you have a voice, if you want to put it on here, we are here for you. I mean, look at my my friend, uh, my good friend, Stuart Mitchell, a.k.a. The Vigilante Vegan, came on, you know, was a beautiful show, hit show, one of my favorites, to be honest. And, you know, and we had a grand old time. I mean, and that's it. So, I mean, so just to, uh, you know, sum it up, I mean, which I feel like we've been doing the last few minutes. <laughs> yeah, you know, we, we have our laughs, we have our serious moments, but in regards to the whole Roe v. Wade and the, um, the, uh, the, the, the question on abortion, I mean, time has this things, it's not a good situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and so, uh, I mean, because at the end of the day, um, just like with religion and everything else, you know, what you believe in is your choice. It's your life. Um, me personally, I, I, you know, I don't care for, you know, like I said, for me personally, I hate seeing anything die. You know, except spiders, not going to hate life. And for those who love spiders, I'm sorry, I'm arachnophobic, hate the hell out of spiders. This little tidbit may come back to haunt me but thank god you guys don't know where i live <laughs> but my whole thing like though, a box of uh, spiders in the bag. yeah yeah and if, well thank god i can't find out who i live unless you're with you know anonymous then fuck you <laughs> in advance <laughs> but, so um uh taking uh taking that as an opportunity to cut in yeah i i i completely agree um with everything Chauncey said and uh, concerning just in summary, the Roe v. Wade stuff again, like I agree largely with the woman's right to choose. There's some cases where I do feel there's a moral gray about, but I think the Roe v. Wade ruling in, in previous when it was still standing kind of allowed for that by uh, allowing abortions up to the second trimester, which is like when 98% of abortions are anyway. So it made sense to me, and I, I'm upset that this is the ruling that it was. But to kind of take a segue into what we intend to talk about next time before we leave, we just wanted to let you know, as usual. Um, so kind of talking all about this civil rights stuff and, um, you know, the rights that we aren't necessarily guaranteed, and kind of talking about, like, uh, just for a second there, World War II and the Third Reich and what that society looked like and the things that they did. Uh, there has been, uh, you know, we were kind of late to the party on this, but um, a lot of the recent, um, like, uh, laws passed in Republican states like Florida, for example, about LGBTQ, uh, like, representation in schools and, like, what that education looks like. And so we kind of wanted to have uh, on next, uh, next episode, we wanted to kind of talk about that and, uh, yeah, let you guys know what we think about it and have a good discussion on it. Most definitely. And, um, you know, it's going to be, uh, uh, like I always say, 
a good time, an interesting episode and everything. And uh, essentially, um, once again, thank you guys for tuning in. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a very important episode just with everything else because, you know, civil rights and civil liberties are some of the most important things. And then obviously the groundwork and what's happening today. Um, and yeah, you know, and uh, never late to the party, Avery. I'll just agree with you there. I mean, here's the thing big media news has the time, has the resources. We obviously do not because uh, we don't do this full time. But the, at the end of the day, we love to do this full time. I'm not even going to lie. Uh, but, the, but the fact is, for right now, you know, I, I disagree with us being late to the party. I feel like never too sort of never discussion too can, be, can be made. Yeah, exactly. Just because it can never. Any discussion can never be too much discussed because history, um, the number one thing, because I remember when I was in school, one kid asked my teacher, what's the point in learning history? And the reason there's only one answer to that, that will always be that we learn from history to allow history not to repeat itself, you know, not to be the Hitler going, uh, doing the invaded Russia and then the winter and overtaking Russia, trying to overtake Russia. And then the winter came in, not learning from what happened with Napoleon during the, the, the uh, Napoleonic Wars where he, you know, got fucked when he tried to invade Russia, you know, and, uh, you know, things like that, uh, obviously years apart, but still, you know, just, uh, you know, a reference there that we shall not allow history to repeat itself. Otherwise, we're just fools. That is why history to me is one of the most important classes to, to, to learn to study because by learning history, uh, well, by studying and learning from it, because you can always study something and not really learn, but by truly learning from it, we will not allow the bad parts of history to repeat itself. And with that, um, as always, be safe. God bless. And Avery, take it away. Yeah, like always, it's been a pleasure. Great, great time talking with you, and we'll see you guys next time. Now don't you fall asleep on me.